0: looking at the Indigo Premiership in this week's What's Rugby Union podcast. WRU Community Director Garrett-John says there'll be more consistency
1: for the Premiership in the future. We can't change things. This has got to be for the future. We've got new sponsors, we've got TV... I think it's a real positive day. There's still a lot of work to be done and we'll continue to have those meetings. That's welcomed by Chairman of the Premiership Club's Jonathan Jones, who says the clubs can still develop top players. We've always wanted that
2: player pathway development because that's where we see our value. We recognise our team from the
3: standard. That's what I've always want to see. Our
0: well, Cardiff coach Steve Law is pleased to see the league being more straightforward this year.
3: It definitely is as simple as it's been for a while, which is very, very pleasing. You know, I've been involved with the Premiership since it started, but this is a step in the right direction, definitely.
0: So a special focus on the Indigo Premiership this week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from all sides, players, coaches and officials. But we'll start with WRU Community Director Garant John on the changes made for this season. It has seemed in the past that WRU and the Premiership clubs might have been pulling in different directions, but that seems to have changed
1: People talk about, oh, today harmonious, working together, seems a good vibe. And there is. There's been a lot of real hard work done behind the scenes, and I think there's been a lot of real tough conversations had by all. I've been involved in the Premiership now since coming back and probably been in nearly every single meeting that I possibly can. But there's always this adult-to-adult conversation. You know? Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree. But I think we want a competitive league, which I think everybody wants out there. We've got a home-and-away fixture list, which everybody wants, regular fixture list, the winners of the league are the, are the winners of the league. If you finish bottom of the league, you get relegated. and uh, you know. But it also gives aspirations to other clubs who may want to get up there. So the teams that are in the championship. And I know we, people say perhaps we should have done this earlier. It's always been in our minds that next season is always going to be it. And also we're agreeing that we can't change things. This has got to be for the future. We've got new sponsors. We've got TV I think it's a real positive day. There's still a lot of work to be done, and we'll continue to have those meetings. We've got the Scottish cross-border competition, which is something new. Supporters have thrived, on, and I think it's good for coaches and players that they'll go against teams that they don't know, go against players that they don't know, go to environments that they don't know. And I think that's good development, and that's, again, part and parcel of what we're all about. And it brings back a little bit of... You know, you look back at history and a little bit of nostalgia, you know, we always used to play these cross-border competitions. We always used to go to Scotland or Ireland, or, you know, go across the border to England to play. Perhaps we're not going to Ireland, but we're going to go to Scotland. We're going to have three home, three away fixtures for these clubs, already talking to the ponapreeth people. They love the thought of being able to go somewhere, go away for a weekend as a group and, you know, meet different people. That's what rugby is all about, and we gain more out of it than uh, not gain. So to do this all in the month of June, two months way before the start of the season. I think is another positive, but it, um, it goes again to all the hard work that's been done by you know, the operations department, people involved in the union, but also to the regular meetings that we've had with the clubs, and and must give credit to Jonathan and the clubs as well for their openness to a lot of the discussions that we've had. and. Uh, you know, accepting certain things that they may disagree, not disagree with, but there's been robust I say, conversations, and I think we're in a place today, as, as everybody's heard, that there's a real definite, harmonious, good working relationship, and we all want to drive this league forward.
0: Is there an alignment maybe that's never been there before, that in the past it's been WRU saying development, 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 and the club's saying we want to win
1: something? <laughs> yeah. you know, we talked about what is the premiership. We want to find which is the best club in Wales so if you win the league you are the best club team in wales that's it but there's also opportunities the premiership will provide for our players is that it's a quality club competition there'll be quality players on the field there's quality coaches supporting them and for young players there's an opportunity to play in that competition you know a lot of the under 20 players that played in the recent world cup in argentina played a lot of their rugby in in the Premiership last year you know Jack Morgan Aberavan who's been outstanding for Aberavan all year had an excellent World Cup why is that yeah he was hardened by the game in the Premiership good quality coaching by Jason Hyatt it's allowed him to be competitive at the World Cup which is what we want and now it's helped his development he's put himself in the limelight and we want more of that. You know, Max Llewellyn, Ben Thomas is at the Cardiff, and Aaron Owen at Ebu Vale, to name some more. So we've had opportunities like that, and they will continue to be there. And those young players are good enough to play in the Premiership, but it's good for their development as well. And in a a couple of years' time, they may play 20, 30 games of the Premiership and move up to the region. Well, that's fine. Celtic Cup is only eight games, but what are they going to do the rest of the year? We've always talked about that. Positive that we all agree that those players will play a part in the Premiership and the coaches will help to develop them through playing those games. And I think everybody has, coming out of this today, sort of a bit of a clearer understanding of where everybody feels. There's a real good, positive vibe around the place and we'll continue to work together and we'll continue to try and make improvements. not about, OK, that's it now, we'll stand, you know sit down and that's it. We'll continue to meet on a regular basis, month by month, and look say, OK, what else do we need to do to keep driving this forward to support Indigo, a great new sponsor, to support the BBC and S4C, who are going to support it as well, and support all the players and the coaches and supporters that are out there, because it's uh, you know, some iconic and great history out there in terms of the clubs that we have.
0: People see or saw maybe the 18 Celtic Cup as a as a competition maybe to the Premiership, but because it takes some of the development pressure off, does it actually allow you to back the Premiership in the way that you now
1: are? Yeah, I think as Jonathan said, you know it was good, you know from his point of view as chairman of the Premiership talking about. They have no axe to grind against the Celtic Cup. They understand that it's there and there's a development process and it's there to bring those young players through. It may not be all about winning, whereas the club game is about trying to win the league, not get relegated, to try and get maybe into the top six to be part of the cross-border competition. So there's a real element of a bit more competition about it. Communities love that. I think clubs thrive on that. I was brought up you know, in club land where... You wanted to win every single game, every single weekend, and that's what it's about, and it's great to have that, and coaches are striving to beat their opposite number as well. I think that'll add a little bit of an incentive to the competition next year and the years after. It'll bring communities hopefully closer together. We're having good support we want more people to come into the game. Now we can actually say, this is your fixture list, this is it for the year starting September the 7th, this is who you play and this is when, and then we can work with BBC and s c now to look at who's going to be on TV, and that's the next stage to give them exposure, to give these players exposure, and hopefully grow their commercial sort of value for the local teams as well.
0: And finally, the structure is almost certainly in place for a few years to come, but at the same time, looking at some areas like possible salary caps, tinkering around the fringes
1: but not at the centre? Yeah, I think we'll always look at that. I think we've got to look at how do we make it better. We've got a basis around here that, OK, regular home and away, 12-team league, winner's the winner, 12th is relegated. We've got opportunities to go cross-border, making the club sustainable. How can we help them to grow this sort of commercial aspect in their club? What else can we do to help this sort of structure that we have? But no changes, if that makes sense. But it's sort of like... But as you said, there may be a little bit of tinkering and discussions around it. What can we do to make it better? But we've got a base this year of, a, I think, a fantastic club competition. A competition that I think everybody out there and club land and supporters will understand as well. And we'll do our best within our side of the union to work closely with the Premiership Clubs, listen and keep making improvements to it as well.
0: Presumably welcome
1: news to Upper Vale's Jonathan Jones, chairman of the Premiership Clubs.
2: Well, the reality is you have to move on. There's no point in making over old ground. We, we all know where we come from. I think the important thing is we know where to go, and there's a dialogue, and we can basically move forward. We're fairly nearly on the same page, and probably on the same page with the vast majority of things.
0: In the past, have you been on a different page, with the WRU going, we want development, and you going, we want a club game, find out who the best one of us is?
2: No, actually, I don't think it's as clear-cut as that. I think it's probably mixed in between both. I don't think the the clubs have never said we just want a club game. We've always wanted that player pathway development because that's where we see our value. We recognise that helps increase the standard. It's what our supporters want to see. And quite frankly, the the young players need somewhere to play. Uh, You're not going to develop a player on six or eight day games a year. Better people in rugby with a lot more rugby knowledge will tell you that in infinite detail, and we kind of agree with that as an approach. So I, I don't think it's split in that way. It probably came somewhere between those two stools between us.
0: But after a period where you've been trialling new laws, you've been trialling two separate halves of the season, you've had 16 clubs, there's been a lot of experimentation. Are you glad that it's just been simplified?
2: Totally. Absolutely, totally. The, the clubs and Sars made a presentation and a lot of what we've ended up with is what the club's presented probably 15-16 months ago so yeah we are pleased with it's simple it's a league it's home and away it's a winner it's relegation you know the championship sides know where they stand you know I represent Evervale Evervale were locked out for three or four years so I got direct experience of that so I have every sympathy with with and what's happened with them and uh, it's difficult to keep going when you keep winning something but you can't get the next level. You have to be more ambition. and there's no argument from any of the Premiership clubs.
0: And people sometimes see the A-League as a competition against the Premiership but it almost seems as though that's allowed the concentration to allow the Premiership to be what it is and should be.
2: I think it helps. To have that competition in place, it doesn't take anything away from us if it's managed sensibly and I think we're all getting to the point that we know how to manage it and um, it's not for me to say what the value is to the pro game, there are people far more qualified to make that statement and I I respect their views. We know the value that we add as a Premiership and I think over 15 years we've proven that time and time again. All of the changes. The clubs have voted in favour of some of those things, so we're not completely innocent of some of those changes. I think we've learned some harsh lessons, and we all recognise, I think, what well the right number is. There's still a bit of discussion about Israel well the right number, but at this point I think it is, and it needs to stay that way. for. The next number of years
0: continues to be on TV, free-to-air TV. The appointment of a commercial manager to work across the 12 clubs. I've certainly never heard the club game being talked about so often by people as it has been in the last year, thanks to the TV coverage. Those two moves. Does that give you an increased confidence?
2: Yeah, it does. I think the TV was huge us this year. I think it led to rest a few myths about the standard and about who played in it and all this stuff, I think it was proven it is a good product, it is a good standard of rugby, it's quite exciting to watch, it's possibly not as cynical and as organised as the professional game, and that produces excitement. So it's good to watch it, the TV is huge to us and it, it reminds people that we exist. I used to say that the Premiership was a big secret. Because unless you happen to come across the ground, you wouldn't know that there was a game. That's changed completely, and that's for the better. Finally, we've
0: talked about the overview. What about the uh, parochial side of it? What uh, shape are Abervale in
2: coming into uh, the season? We're, we're OK. We've, we've made a few changes. A few players are left, who to expedience. Uh, we've got quite a number of local youngsters coming in who are quite excited to see how they go. We'll have a strong pack. As you'd expect, um, we'll be more than competitive. I think that's fair to say. And we, we're kind of looking forward to We've got uh, probably, along with Steve Law, we've got I mean, Greg Woods, one of the most experienced coaches in the Premiership, and he sets his stall out very well. We'll give her our best shot, and we will be competitive. No doubt about that. One of the other
0: clubs hoping for more than a competitive season is Cardiff. Cup champions, of course, and who challenged Mertha almost all the way for the title last season. Their coach is Steve Law, someone steeped in the premiership. So what does he make of it all, including the competition with Scottish clubs in April and May?
3: The cross-border competition at the end of the season, that's an interesting uh, equation to the season. Quite a way off, so I think we can't make a lot of comments and judgments on it until we actually experience it. Hopefully it's a positive and hopefully we get something out of it.
0: That is right at the end of the season. Is it going to be something that you focus on from the beginning or is it just sort of pushed on the back burner for a little while?
3: No, you'll just focus on what's in front of you at the start, really. And You'll have a pre-season, everybody will have a pre-season, work hard, and deliver the content for the season. And then you start with Ponaprith at home. Going to ask for a bigger game, really, for Cardiff and Ponaprith, I'm sure. A local derby, and really looking forward to that.
0: You've been involved in this league for a long time. Is this perhaps the simplest that has been for a while?
3: It definitely is the simplest <laughs> it's been for a while, which is very, very pleasing. i you have know, been involved with the Premiership since it started, and uh, at the start it was pretty straightforward. and There was lots of changes and uh, things made different and complicated possibly, I don't know, but this is a step in the right direction, definitely relegation and promotion, I've always been a believer in it from day one 12 teams, yeah. one champion,
0: not playoffs, one team relegated you know where you are? Of course
3: yeah, and, and that's for me how it should be, everybody knows what they got to do, what they got to achieve, and the results they got to get to achieve what they want to achieve
0: Obviously Cardiff, massive improvement last season, can you build even further on that?
3: <laughs> well it was a big improvement and we achieved a lot last year. We'll just work very hard and see. Winning the Cup and second in the league is a decent season, so that's all we can do is win the Cup and win the league, which is a huge task, really, so I'm not going to make that statement. But we'll try our best to be as good as we can be throughout the season.
0: And to defend the Cup, you've got a pretty tricky opening fixture second game in.
3: Yeah, it's a very tough place to go, RGC. We had a good whip in the last game of the season up there, and we'll be keen to put that right. But, yeah, you'll have to play to the best of your ability to get results, I think, next season, and that's because of the reduced teams in there. So condensed quality, I think the standards should be higher. Um, and that's not taking anything away from some of the teams that left. It just means there was more players to pick from and more competition in squads which should create better standards.
0: One of the reasons probably for all the changes over the last few years has been an ambiguity over development versus finding the best club in Wales. That seems to have been straightened out. You've got the A-League early on but you're also going to get a lot of those players later in the season. From a coach's perspective, do you know what you're trying to do, what you're trying to
3: achieve? Yeah, I think we do. As From a coach's perspective, you want the club you're with to be the best they can be week in, week out. But I do think because of our template in Wales, we have got a responsibility to be a vehicle for um, the future professional or potential internationals. But ultimately, this development word has been banded around for a long, long time. And, and ultimately, development should only happen if you're... Capable of playing. I mean, people shouldn't be silver spooned because they're 18 and potentially by the time they're 22, are going to be a better rugby player. What happens to them 22 year olds is already a decent rugby player and been through that. So, Ben Thomas and Maxwell, and was given it as an example, they're perfect examples really because they were competitive and good enough to be competitive and play in the RFC side and benefit from the prospect for
0: listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It's a different challenge for Swansea, aiming to avoid relegation firstly under new coach, former Ospreys and Dragons player Hugh Gustafsson. So what does it mean for him to step up to head coach?
4: Oh, it means a lot. I've earned my stripes like when I was in the Dragons ten years ago and I was well, almost young. I'm 20. Um, I've coached age group, regional age group. I've coached Division 3, 2, II, Tumble. With the university, you now head coaching university, fourth coach for the Premiership. So it's, I've my steps ready and I think it's time. I think the Swansea thought it would be my time to step up, which I've agreed to and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well, any strikes to say you started uh, coaching teams long before your professional career came
4: to an end. Yeah, coaching teams. When I think when I was first signed as a professional, I played for the Dragons. I was coaching Dragons and great teams then, and people like Elliot D. And the well, 16s. Then it was like Elliot James Benjamin, Ollie Griffiths, Jack Dixon, Hallam, I was coaching them when I was 18, and they were 15 and 16 year olds. So I've done that for a long time now, and it's great to see those boys develop and I think that's what I really like about coaching it's not about the win it's also seeing people develop and you've been part of their develop and hopefully they don't forget what you've done for them as well in the coaching aspect so it's great to see players like that develop and become international players like That it's been great
0: How different will that head coach role at Swansea be?
4: I'll get the blame <laughs> fingers when you're just an assistant coach the blame doesn't really stop you you also got your set piece to look after or your area but as a head coach I'm in charge of Winning and losing, even if other people have helped, the buck will stop at me, and uh, I've told the players that, that you no, know, usually the coach will take the blame, and understand that. Also planning, as much planning goes ahead, and sign the Premiership meeting, planning that, even if I haven't been there, the other staff have, and it's, uh, it's a lot going on behind the scenes as well as just coaching.
0: Last season, I suppose there was clarity, and everyone knew four teams were going down, but this year there seems to be a greater clarity one champion, one uh, I said, one it, it, like
4: I just said, it's about the best club winning and then if you're the bottom 12th, there's no alright, we've got one more game to play against the Championship side it's you're done so every game, every point losing a bonus point, winning a bonus point it means something this year um, there's no easy weekends. There's, there's no time off we'll get our breaks but the games are blocked, everyone knows where we're playing, when we're playing down to TV then they say when we have, but we all know it's a game that weekend, and some tough fixtures to start off as well for us, which is, we're looking forward to. It. Yeah, who have you got at the beginning? So we got Tenerife for the first beginning, but we're both going to be affected with 23s in the E league so we're both going to have a few players going to play in that league, which I think is brilliant. After playing Tenerife, we've got Pool in the Cup, so it's another tough
0: game, which uh, <laughs> we're looking forward to. Swansea last few years has been about survival, really, yeah. about not going down, some narrow uh, escapes. What's the state of play going to be this
4: year? It's not going to happen overnight. We're going to win championships and cups. First of all, everyone wants to stay safe. Anything could happen. You see teams, one bad form in the league and you're on the bottom. First of all, it's staying safe. That's No one wants to be going down for the premiership. There's also that cross-border competition now, top six. That's something to aim for as well. But as Swans, we don't forget what we do as well. We develop players. We help Look at Derry Lake, for example, wasn't playing with we took over. Osprey said, Can he play for us? He's had some good games, but the, the run of form he had towards the end of the season took that to the World Cup. And it shows, yes, there's an A League, which is really important, but also plays in game time, a regular game time. And I think at Swansea, we provide that with our own players. And it shows play development wise, it's brilliant. With these Premiership players, and particularly in our squad, every game's massive wherever we're playing if it's pretend on a saturday or some birther away we need points we need to stay up and we need to go to that top six
0: if he's making a start to his premiership coaching career someone moving on after a successful time in rgc is coach mark jones at the premiership awards dinner he reflected on rgc's season
5: we're reasonably happy on review of it really um, a lot of players the previous two seasons had been picked up by the pro game and I suppose everybody else was peaking for year three whereas we were rebuilding in year three because obviously a lot of the good guys had gone but I think you know I always knew that that's the model of RGC it's not really about winning the leagues if I'm honest with you I think to win a cup is probably feasible because you've got to put five games together but to win a league you need to put best part of well this year best part of 30 games or at least 29 together and If we're doing it right in RGC, then you shouldn't have a team long enough to be able to develop to win a league because a league's about consistency, they're about keeping the same group or the majority of the group together so you can learn from the mistakes you're making. So the average age of our team is 21, so as soon as you fix a few problems with them and they understand, okay, that's how you win this game, they're gone and you've got to teach the next kid the same thing. Yeah, we're not really measured ourselves too much on the league position. Obviously, delighted to stay up. That was the biggest focus because we want to make sure there's a pathway for the players in North Wales to play the highest level of rugby under the pro game and obviously being in the Premiership at the moment is that opportunity. So, um, yeah, I'm just delighted that the style of rugby that we've been able to develop as well. I think we've scored the most bonus point victories in the league and I think we've had the most losing bonus points. So I think the margins are much thinner this year and probably that little bit of lack of those players that left might have got us over the line in a few more of those games. But I'm just really pleased with the youngsters. They've done a hell of a job, in fairness the boys, and all the staff and everybody have been terrific. That game against Merthyr, was that a sign, a sort of example of the quality of there? Yeah, that was like a miniature version of our season. So what you saw was... All the best things that we can do and some of the worst all in the space of 80 minutes and I think you saw at the end of the game we dragged defeat from the jaws of victory there and uh, it was a case of that you know we, those kids hopefully will play for a region or Wales in the future and when they get into the 83rd minute and they've just got a penalty on their own line they might have a little bit more tactical now so like we go and call a lineup we haven't called all year. I don't think we've lost an exit line out all year, so, but the pressure and the unfamiliarity of the position and the, what was on it at the time, they unfortunately didn't quite nail it. But listen, that's why they put black boxes on aeroplanes, isn't it? So that you can learn what happened when the thing crashed. Without those crashes, you don't prevent the other ones going down. So I think the bounce back against Cardiff was tremendous. You know, Cardiff didn't have their strongest team out, but they, neither did we and the way the boys approached the game on a nothing game really was tremendous and I think we focused on sending a bit of a message to ourselves that learning's all right but you can actually win and learn uh, Not you're going to have to lose to learn you know so uh, yeah I think the future's really bright there's, um, there's a lot of very very good players there that hopefully will kick on in the next few years Was it a slightly strange season as well because just for a few weeks you were going to be a region last year? Oh, well, yeah, that obviously uh, that did appear in the middle of the season. But to be fair, we weren't really that aware of any of that. That was kind of happening, I think, in, in a level that was well above what way we were operating at. So all we were really doing was reading what everybody else was reading and trying to do the maths. But I think, from my perspective, what I was asked to do, along with the staff in North Wales, is create the best possible... Uh, environment for young players to develop into hopefully international players but also feedback into the North Wales system. Now if there was to be a pro region in North Wales you still need that underneath it because that's going to be the lifeblood of any future region so hopefully all the work that we've been doing will still be very very important whether that professional region comes or not.
0: Someone else moving on is outside half Rhys Jones switching to Merthyr after finishing last season as top point scorer while fulfilling a dream playing for Abervale
6: growing up, watching my dad play for Vale over the barriers and then run around on the field with my brother afterwards, there's always been an ambition to play for evervale, but when I got older it turned regional so I missed out on playing for Evervale as I was coming through the ranks but it's always been an ambition to come back and play for Evervale after watching my dad and my brother play for evervale
7: uh, How big a deal is this award than the uh, top point scorer of the Premiership this season?
6: Yeah it's great, knocking on now so just shows there's still life in the old dog yet but no it's nice to actually play a full season of rugby and luckily Evervale have scored plenty of tries and given me the opportunity to kick the conversions not so many tries myself in my old age now but getting to be able to kick the conversions and um, doing well with Ebervale, not as well as we were hoping to do but Doing well and just playing for Ebervale has been great this year. The past few years, I've struggled with injuries and haven't been able to string many games together, which has been frustrating and caused me to take a step down and finish with professional rugby and just concentrate on enjoying playing my rugby with Evervale And, and you know, I've played every uh, minute of every game this year, which has been a lot of rugby, and I've enjoyed every second of it, being able to put that Evervale jersey on every week. Hopefully, you know, I'm only 30 at the moment, so... So hopefully I've got a couple more seasons left in me and I can stay injury free and it's nice just to be able to enjoy my rugby and hopefully I can do that for at least another four years.
7: Can you summarise the the season that Ebb have had there maybe um, fallen short towards the end of the campaign?
6: Yeah, definitely, you know, the start of the season, the ambition was with the four or possibly five teams going down, was just to avoid that, but I knew from pre-season that the talent we had in the team, that we didn't have to worry about that, that that a target for us should be winning the league. And the um, first half of the season we, we did really well and, and we were on track for that. Sadly, we lost out on a couple of games which didn't go away and then the end of the season we fell away a little bit, which was a little bit disappointing, but overall... 20 wins out of 30 in a very competitive year of rugby with the four, possibly five teams going down. has been fantastic for the club and um, I've thoroughly enjoyed it.
7: Greg Woods has come into the ebu phone as head coach to just summarise his contribution to proceedings up in Eble?
6: Ah, Greg Woods, you know, he's fantastic. I've worked with him when I... Uh, was with the Dragons and I was lucky enough to play for cross skis. Greg was the coach there and and he was a big influence on me coming to Ebervale this year, you know. He's a fantastic man-manager and a great bloke. He's been fantastic with the Ebervale boys. I'm sure he'll go on to bigger and better things in the future, but at the moment he's doing a fantastic job with Ebervale. I'm moving on from Ebervale this season, but hopefully with there only being two Gwent teams in the Premiership next season that the Dragons... We'll be able to provide Eberville with a lot more players, which will make them a lot stronger, and hopefully it'll see them be in that top two or three again next season, because even though I am moving on, I still want to see my own club, Eberville, doing really well. Where are you off to? I've signed for Merthyr, but uh, my heart is still with Eberville, and I really hope that they're doing really well next season and competing with us, Merthyr, for that top spot at the end of next season. You sound always a bit apologetic for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, Chief is another great bloke and he's played with my father and I've known Chief a long time and worked with him in the past and he's a great bloke, a top coach, as you've seen, he's won Coach of the Year, Merthyr, that top team, they've won it the last three years and I'm looking forward to the new challenge but obviously Ebervale, is my own club and they'll always have a place in my heart and I wish that, hope that they do just, well, better than they have done this year and, they're competing with us at Merthyr for the top spot next year.
0: It's a different pressure then next year, isn't it? Because obviously they won the last three years in a row. It's going to be expected of you to do it again.
6: It is, yeah. That's the challenge I'm looking forward to, is having that pressure to defend our title. Hopefully we'll be able to do that and hopefully go one better and, and win the Cup next year as well.
7: This, uh, lots has been said about the, the role of the Premiership in terms of rugby in this day and age. You know, coming from a professional level... Back down to the premiership, see the Alexa Toby Fricker going to Bristol this season. What are your thoughts on sort of the standard of the rugby?
6: It's been great, especially this year. It's been really competitive because of the four teams going down. It's been a lot of pressure on every team every week. They can't switch off. They have to win every game to try and stay in this league. And with the regional players dropping down, it's been fantastic. We've had a few with us, we've had Dav Owls come in and play with us, you know, Welsh International and he's been fantastic when he's come to Ebervale, he's been there, he's wanted to play for Ebervale and then we've had the younger boys like um, young Aniron who's with uh, the under 20s he's going to have a a bright future I feel, he's played really well this season, he's open to um, advice and he takes her all on board and um, he's a real good boy and I can see him going well in the future as well as other youngsters that have played in the league this season is a good stepping stone before you go on to play
0: that regional rugby. Pontypridd wing Alex Webber was the top try scorer.
8: Yeah, obviously a great season for myself and Pontypridd. Getting over 1,000 points is no mean feat. And me, Stucky and Alex Knott have all scored a great number of tries this year, which is credit to the way we play. Yeah, just describe that way of playing, that approach. Yeah, obviously we got a new 3G pitch, which helps and we go out and uh, we play attack in rugby and we try and play from any part of the field and trying to score tries every time we can.
0: So is it nice to be in the end of uh, quite a few of them?
8: Yeah, of course, you know, a couple of times you get a couple of nice runovers, which is always nice. And, you know, I think the way the Ponty play, I don't think I could score the same amount of tries for any other team, to be honest. And, I think there's some other good wingers in the league that really don't play for a club like Ponte who probably doesn't get the tries that they probably deserve. But um, that's what's special about playing for Ponte. What was the feeling in the end at at Ponte, just coming up just short? Yeah, obviously we're really disappointed in our season as a team. We could have ended up challenging for that title. A couple of key losses, I'm thinking about Carmarthen at home. And Brigidha home, and Mirtha would have had to come to us to win the league. Really, so as a squad, we were quite disappointed. Personally, it hasn't been a bad year, but you know, obviously, next year we're going to push on now and try and win that league. Yeah. So, what's going to change for next year? Do you think? Um, yeah, nothing really. Nothing. A couple of key players are leaving, Kerry Sweeney being one of them. You know, he's a massive loss, but we just got to keep going forward, and hopefully, we can kind of tweak them little losses that we had and turn them into wins and hopefully we'll be doing all right. Is there a feeling
0: that your mantle for so many years has just gone a few miles up the A470? Well, it's going to take quite something to get it back down.
8: Yeah, you know, obviously Mirth are doing well at the minute, but every year we're kind of chomping at the bit to beat them and try and gain that league back. We are closing the gap and I think the league is closing the gap on them. Um, Cardiff this year have had a good year as well. So hopefully that we can go on and do one step further next year and actually win there.
7: Do certain tries, do they stick in the mind for a particular reason?
8: Uh, no, not really. They're all pretty much the same, to be honest. As long as we win at the end of the day, I really don't mind. I'm sure if I had to look back through through the year, I could probably pick one. But to be honest, I've never really thought of it. And I enjoyed my two against with them, actually. <laughs> Any against Merthyr are pretty nice, but... Yeah. Hopefully next year it continues.
7: Where would this lie in terms of your achievements uh, in your career to date?
8: Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a proud moment. You know, I've been playing in the Premiership for four or five seasons now and injury has probably cut me short for the last three years. I was probably thinking that I could go on and do it last year. Unfortunately, five games in, you know, I picked up an injury. But yeah, it's always nice. It is always nice to gain the recognition you need. But, like I said, I would rather win the league. As a team, I think we are looking to win the league, win the cup, just put Ponte back up where they were in 2013, 2012.
7: What's been the difference in this year? You know, because you seem to be relatively injury-free compared to other seasons.
8: Yeah, I think I had the operation a couple of years ago and I didn't really take rehab too serious and not being that professional player, I, I didn't really take the gym work as seriously as I should have. And this year really, taking the gym work seriously has really helped me and even though I'm not a professional player, I've had to really train like a professional player to keep myself fit and you know, just manage your body and training like the boys will say I don't train that often but that's just because I, I want to play on a Saturday and if I do too much running on a Tuesday and a Thursday I will not be allowed to play. So I was just managing my body and, you know, at 27 now, I kind of know my body. So got a couple of good years left in me now to keep plugging away. So that's it for our
0: special focus on in the Indigo Premiership. Plenty more coverage in future weeks, of course. But until next week from the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, goodbye.